0: This week, Elizabeth Woodville.
1: With your hosts, Graham Duke and Ali Hood. Hello, hello, and welcome to Rex Factor, reviewing all the Queen and Prince Consorts of England, from elsweth to Prince Philip. Apologies for being off for a month, but we are now back, and uh, starting with the Yorkist consorts beginning today, as you've heard, with Elizabeth Woodville.
0: Biography!
1: Elizabeth Woodville was born in about 1437 in Grafton Regis in Northamptonshire, the eldest of 14 children. Whoa. To uh, Sir Richard Woodville and Jaquetta of Luxembourg. Uh, her mother is a princess of Luxembourg, descended from Charlemagne. Um, and she was originally married to Henry V's brother, the Duke of Bedford. Oh, right. So that actually made Jaquetta the most senior lady in England after the Queen. Yeah. However,. Elizabeth's father is nowhere near so grand, gentry rather than nobility. He served in the French wars, but was uh, the Duke of Bedford's chamberlain.
0: Was that like a butlery chap?
1: When the Duke of Bedford died in 1435, Sir Richard was charged with bringing Jaketta back to England, but they fall in love on the way home and secretly get married. So they just
0: fell in love on a Baltic cruise? Yes. No, a, a North Sea cruise, <laughs> yeah. Sea. yeah, that's fine.
1: Allowed... Well, technically not, because uh, she shouldn't have been able to get her Dowlands unless she, she can't remarry without the king's permission. Yeah, but it's just like Aunt Jenny. And it's Henry VI, who's a soft touch. And as loyal Lancastrians, they receive great favour. Uh, they are part of the escort that brings Margaret of Anjou to England when she marries Henry VI. Richard Woodville is promoted to Baron Rivers. Not sure why he chose the name Rivers, but Mm. anyway. uh, That was in 1448. He was admitted to the Order of the Garter in 1450 after helping to suppress Cade's rebellion. And then he becomes a lieutenant in the garrison at Calais. Now, it's sometimes said that Elizabeth was part of Margaret of Anjou's household, given that her mother is close to Margaret of Anjou. We don't actually have any evidence for this. And indeed, we don't know very much about Elizabeth Woodville's early years. She's betrothed to a chap called John Gray at the age of seven. Mm. So she would have lived with his family until they got married in 1451, after which she and John set up home in Bradgate Park in Leicestershire.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Uh, but the turmoil of the Wars of the Roses, of course, mm. soon will take over Elizabeth's life. Um, ironically, given how her life ultimately pans out, her family fights for Margaret of Monjou and the Lancastrians against the ambitions of the Duke of York. Oh, because they weren't Yorkist at this point? No, they're very much a Lancastrian family. Mm. So, of course, this all kicks off when Henry VI proves incapable of ruling the Duke of York tries to run the country and ultimately tries to take the throne. Uh, in 1460, Elizabeth's father and eldest brother, Anthony, were captured by the Yorkists and taken to Calais, where uh, York's allies, the earls of Salisbury and Warwick, were furious that men of such low birth dared to call them traitors.
0: Ah. Okay, so this is, this is that's, that seems <coughs> relevant because it shows how low-born he is.
1: Mm. They are released unharmed at this time. Uh, But events do escalate. So York and Salisbury are killed at the end of 1460. Um, Her husband is part of Margaret of Anjou's army that then marches south. Mm. Unfortunately, her husband is killed in the Second Battle of St Albans, which is otherwise a Lancastrian victory. This is Elizabeth's father? No, Elizabeth's husband is killed in the Second Battle of St Albans. Right. Wow. Uh, fighting for the Lancastrians. That's really close then. Mm. Um, Margaret then, of course, marched on London, but was refused entry. Jacetta was part of the all-female delegation in London that actually went out to meet Margaret and persuaded her uh, to withdraw, rather than besieging the city.
0: Wow. So right in the
1: thick of it. Because Margaret doesn't get into London, York's son, Edward, does get into London and ends up being crowned King Edward IV, and he cements his uh, usurpation with victory at the Battle of Towton. In which Elizabeth's father and brother are once again captured. Right. Wow. So Elizabeth is twenty-four years old at this point, a Lancastrian widow with two young sons, and what's more, her husband's lands have been confiscated by the new king. Yeah. And her dower lands have just been kept by her mother-in-law.
0: I mean, this sounds horrible, but as far as nobility goes, she's now. No one, nothing. She hasn't got anything.
1: Yeah, she's on her uppers. I mean, she's still, obviously, she goes back to uh, live with her mother, who is still somebody, but she's a Lancastrian somebody, so that's not a particularly great somebody oh, to feel. be. Yeah, true. Uh, so she's disinherited, isolated, uh, and as such, Elizabeth decides to take matters into her own hands. So she waits under an oak tree in Whittlewood Forest, where the king uh, is going hunting, and decides to petition him directly for a uh, redress against the the lands being taken, mm. okay, or petition him for... Well, she petitions him for the lands. Now, Edward IV is about six foot four, mm. extremely handsome, It's also very charming and notoriously amorous. Mm. So when she pops out in front of him, and as one of the most beautiful women in England at the time, petitions him about the justice, he indeed is not particularly interested in the petition. Uh so he is determined to seduce her now there are various accounts of how this first meeting plays out but the key point is he propositions her and she refuses apparently saying to him my liege I know I am not good enough to be your queen but I am far too good to be your mistress oh that's quality it's very much out of the uh Henry VIII Anne Boleyn playbook although of course this is 60 years is it, do Before we have a record for that? Like,
0: the, is Was that recorded? Is, do we know that's what he said or is it, just, is it just said that it was said? It is said that it was said.
1: Well, whoever came up with that, whichever wag a hundred years later, <laughs> you put it very well. Mm. Uh, and the effect is exactly the same as with Anne Boleyn in Henry VIII. Um, a hot burning fire raged in Edward, yeah. who now coveted her much the more, and he judged the lady worthy of a royal spouse. Of a royal what? A royal spouse. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. I can see, I mean, it would work on me. So they secretly marry just a few weeks later, on the 1st of May, 1464. Edward apparently then uh, takes to bed and tarried there upon three or four hours, yeah, uh, before returning to his men as if coming back from an unusually tiring hunt. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I mean, it sounds lovely. Now... It's five months before Edward actually admits to his counsellors that he's married Elizabeth Woodville because he knows that it's not going to go down well when he tells them and indeed it does not. The council uh, responds that she was not his match, however good and fair she might be, and he must know well that she was no wife for a prince such as himself. Do you think it was put like
0: that? Or do you think they were just as natural as, I imagine, like Malcolm Tucker in the thick of it
1: would have said? I'm imagining certainly someone like the Earl of Warwick much more of a Malcolm Tucker Yeah, effing and jeffing. <laughs> yeah. And then this is like the official record. Yes, there's one sort of slightly more diplomatic member of the council who, <laughs> who's writing it all down. <laughs> yeah, He doesn't get any support from his family either. Um, his brother, the Duke of Clarence, criticised her status as a widow, thinking that a queen should be a virgin. Um, but even Edward's mother, Cecily Neville, publicly declared that it was not princely to marry his own subject. Because indeed, Elizabeth Woodville is the first English consort since Eldgith of Mercia in 1066. Rex... Four hundred years since an English woman has been Queen of England, and another Mercian.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I. say that's just because the the uh, wedding match of a king is just so extremely valuable that it would bring it potentially brings the nation. A wedge of land like Wales or something and yeah. <laughs> all that money that that entails yeah
1: money and alliances of course which is particularly important when you know Warwick is trying to get a match with France to try and stop them supporting Margaret of Anjou when it's, such things are so huge, delicate. Yeah, it's such a huge card to play Edward's marriage and he's just married some it, lonely yeah. Lancastrian
0: it, it, it does have that Henry VIII doesn't it because he's it, how much is pinned on this on this love match mm. an entire religion or an entire house wow
1: so as I say, the only way, you know, people said, was it, that he was trying to appease Lancastrians by marrying the daughter of Catherine of Luxembourg, yeah. etc. But, I mean, really, the only thing that really makes sense is just that he felt look, for her and yeah. wanted to marry her.
0: That's
1: lovely. mm Now, unlike her clandestine wedding, Elizabeth's coronation uh, the following year in 1465 was a glittering occasion. So all the traditional festivities with pageants, banquets and tournaments lasting several days. Edward also invited as many of her near-royal and likely long-forgotten Luxembourg relatives to try and emphasise what little royal pedigree she did have. So we went ahead. I would have thought York
0: would have... It would have not been at all surprising if he would have five months later come out with it and York would have
1: quietly had it annulled on some... Spurious legal ground. Edwards. They went ahead. Yeah, they went ahead mm-hmm. with it. No, yeah, went ahead with it and stuck with it. Mm. Um, the doubters, though, are not convinced. Most importantly, uh, the Earl of Warwick, Warwick the Kingmaker, mm. as he's known, he's the most powerful noble in the land. Had pretty much been the power behind the throne for the first few years of Edward's reign. And as I said, he was in the midst of negotiating a marriage to the uh, the French royal house. So he is humiliated uh, by the secret wedding, not least because it's to the daughter of a Lancastrian that he had berated as a mere baron just five years ago in Calais. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: Um, Indeed, Warwick is continually undermined by Edward for the next few years, presumably Edward trying to assert himself a little more. So in 1469, Warwick reached his limit and raised a rebellion. Um, Edward is captured, whilst Elizabeth's father and one of her brothers are executed at Kenilworth. God... Uh, Now, this first rebellion fizzles out, and uh, Edward is released. Uh, Then a second attempt by Warwick... What happens to Warwick? Uh, They have to make an awkward peace. That's never going to last. I mean, I know it doesn't last, but it feels like I haven't heard this for a while. It's a bit of a Cold War situation, where neither of them is powerful enough to kill the other, but equally they know that at some point...
0: One of them's going to die now.
1: Yeah. So, Warwick attempts another rebellion in 1470. Edward, though, sees him off. So, Warwick flees to France, makes that incredibly unlikely alliance with Margaret of Anjou comes back to England with a French army, and Edward is then forced into exile in Burgundy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leaving Elizabeth behind. Oh. So Elizabeth, um, eight months pregnant, is forced to uh, take sanctuary in Westminster Abbey just before Warwick enters the city and restores Henry VI to the throne. With her first child? No, so she's had some uh, three daughters, I think, by this point. No. So she's got three children under four or under five, and she's eight months pregnant. And indeed, technically, she's not queen anymore. Mm.
0: God, she has got hands full.
1: She gives birth, a month later, to her first son, by Edward, Mm. who otherwise would be the heir to the throne, except now, technically, he's the son of a traitor. Thankfully, though, after six months, Edward IV returns to England, kills Warwick and Margaret of Anjou's only son in two battles in 1471, and uh, is able to release her from sanctuary. So finally, Elizabeth and her children are safe, and it would seem that the Wars of the Roses are over. Yeah, nice. And then the next decade, largely uh, peaceful and stable. So uh, Edward is notoriously unfaithful throughout the marriage, but they seem to have maintained a happy relationship despite this. And Mm. uh, they have the largest royal family since Edward III. Oh, nice. Um, Elizabeth is a doting mother, raises all of them uh, at home, apart from the eldest son, Prince Edward, who's based in Ludlow to be uh, Prince of Wales. Mm. Um, But still, Elizabeth uh, goes with him to Ludlow initially and helps establish the council and puts uh, some of her relatives in the key positions. So she has an influence, even though she's not physically with him. Mm. Uh, But the peace is suddenly broken when on the 9th of April, 1483, Edward IV dies at the age of just 40. Yeah, oh dear. So he's, uh, again, rather like Henry VIII, rather overindulged in food and wine, and grew, again. grew pretty fat. But Even so, it comes as a shock when he dies. Mm. Uh, but it should all be well, because his son, Edward V, uh, will succeed him. But Edward V is only 12 years old, which means mm. that battle will now ensue for controlling the minority. Controlling him. Controlling him. Now, the final version of Edward IV's will doesn't survive, but it's thought that he intended his younger brother, Richard, Duke of Gloucester, to be protector. Right. Uh, the arrangements, though, will be determined by the Privy Council. They don't have to go by what Edward's will says. <clears throat> and many of the nobles on the council, uh, led by Edward's uh, closest friend, Lord Hastings, are very hostile towards the Woodvilles and think that they will try to rule the country through Edward V. Yeah. So, uh, Elizabeth pushes for a quick coronation, trying to keep control of the uh, the issue and move things mm. along. Hastings oh. writes to Richard to make haste to London.
0: What? <laughs> Two in one sentence.
1: So uh, Richard comes along, intercepts Edward V at Stony Stratford and arrests uh, Anthony Woodville, Elizabeth's brother, and Sir Richard Grey, her second son by her first marriage. Right, yeah. How old is he at this point? Oh, full-grown man. Okay. So when Elizabeth hears of uh, this news, she fears the worst and finds herself isolated in London. She tried to raise an army, uh, but nobody really fancies it. So instead... Once again, rounds up her children and heads back into Westminster Abbey and sanctuary. She's got no, no, nothing. She's got no one. The other nobles in the city, however, don't seem to mind. So Richard is welcomed into the city and appointed as uh, Lord Protector. Um, he's a respected soldier at this point. He's ruled the North very mm. successfully, and Ado has been very loyal to his brother. So no one else is particularly bothered. They're just probably grateful that the Woodvilles aren't in control.
0: Why are they grateful the Woodvilles aren't just because
1: to... they're seen as you know riff-raff Not, and she, yeah. we'll see in Subjectivity she has a lot of siblings who get thus a lot of oh, yeah. marriages oh, and yeah, that yeah. sort of thing so it's kind of a faction at court
0: so it's and there was always going to be a battle over who controls the minority and actually then um, Richard just represents some con- continuity and and if someone's going to take control it might as well be him
1: yeah, yeah. Mm. so it all seems fine but he certainly doesn't he doesn't trust the Woodvilles either and he declares that they've been plotting against him when he comes into the city, Um, and then he announces that there will be a delay to Edward V's coronation.
0: Right.
1: Sets a new date, though. So again, that seems fine, because lots of people thought that they were rushing it unnecessarily, so he just puts it back by a month
0: yeah okay i mean i suppose i'm now looking for like oh what's, thing, this, the thing what's is, Graham, this i
1: do have a bit of an inkling as to
0: what's uh, yeah. Next. yeah i can't help but interpret it all um suspiciously but if matt lewis were here i'd be lapping <laughs> yeah. it up whatever he was saying it's so fascinating
1: it's a difficult thing to uh, telling this story in all the different ways i guess we try and keep it in ed- in mind of how elizabeth might be reacting Okay, so for the next few weeks, um, matters progress pretty much as expected. Richard is protector. Edward V is sort of starting to govern a bit, obviously through Richard. But in a, uh, but in June, events escalate. Uh, at a meeting of the council at the Tower of London, Richard suddenly accuses Hastings of treason, and Hastings is then dragged out and executed. What's 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 wrong with Hastings? Well, Richard basically says he's been plotting, um, perhaps with the Woodvilles against him.
0: Gosh, it should be a fly on the wall. Mm.
1: Uh, Richard surrounds Westminster Abbey, where Elizabeth is still based with soldiers, and sends in the Archbishop of Canterbury to persuade her to relinquish her second son by Edward IV. Elizabeth is reluctant, but ultimately, fatefully, she is persuaded to give up her second son, who then goes and joins his brother in the Tower of London. Uh, So Richard now has both of the princes, and uh, soon afterwards Richard receives information which uh, claims that Edward IV had actually already been married when he married Elizabeth Woodville. -hmm. Making that marriage and thus the children by that marriage, and thus Edward V illegitimate.
0: Mm. Mm -hmm.
1: The other brother, Clarence, had already been executed for treason. Therefore, the next in line is Richard.
0: Oh, it's rum though.
1: So, on the twenty-fifth of June, Elizabeth's brother and uh, Grey son, who are arrested at Stony Stratford, are executed. The following day, Richard accepts a petition to be king, and then on the 6th of July, he is crowned King Richard III. Accepts the permission that he wrote and got people to sign. Hmm. Well, if you insist. Uh, Easy to imagine the horror that Elizabeth must have felt as the events are spiralling out of control, and of course she is just stuck in sanctuary this whole time. Mm. Uh, Worse still, rumours start to swirl around saying that her sons, the princes in the tower... As we would refer to them, are dead.
0: Which so she's just in the in the abbey, hearing that that brother's dead, that brother's dead, the son's dead. Yeah. So to hear that her prince in the tower, her princes that are in the tower Mm. have gone missing, would just be the next.
1: Yes, because one of those things that I guess people forget in terms of her perspective is that Richard definitely kills at least one of Elizabeth Woodville's sons. Yeah. It's yeah, disputed if he killed the ones by Edward IV, but he definitely killed one of her original sons by John Grey. Yeah, and her brothers. And her brother. Um, anyway, she seems to have believed the rumours, and she supports a rebellion to put Henry Tudor, a Lancastrian exile, on the throne, on the condition that when he becomes king, he will marry her eldest daughter. So even in most
0: desperate times, she's still seeking out a little bargain. Mm. So, uh, So she's now backing... Who, who will, burst spoiler alert, Henry the Yeah, as long as Henry the marries her daughter mm. by Edward the
1: Yeah, so the House of York and her dynasty will be back on the throne. The rebellion fails, mm. uh, which obviously leads her even more isolated. Who who was in the rebellion, Elizabeth? Who did she get? Um, any big names? Uh, well, um, Margaret Beaufort. Uh, who's doing it uh, the Duke of Buckingham who had been uh, Richard's chief ally in 1483 gets in on it as well but God. it's not very well coordinated doesn't really yeah. come to anything um, but it fails so she's still stuck in sanctuary until 1484 when rather surprisingly she accepts an invitation from Richard to leave and to come out
0: he just like he turned it off and on again and then tried pressing the button that... <laughs> yeah. oh, by the way do you want to come out yeah I, I do well you can okay fine <laughs>
1: so again this is a, a much debated thing what was she thinking did he prove that her sons were actually alive does he threaten violence say look I am actually just going to come in now or, or I am actually going to kill him or was she just trying to secure some kind of future for her daughters decided mm. if her sons are dead she, the rebellion's failed mm. she's run out of things that she can do yeah either way uh, she's granted a pension by Richard and uh, does extract from him a public oath on their safety So, I, Richard, promise and swear that if the daughters of Elizabeth Grey, late calling herself Queen of England, will come to me out of the sanctuary at Westminster, then I shall see that they shall be in surety of their lives and have all things requisite and necessary for their exhibition and finding as my kinswomen. Uh, So, her daughters uh, do indeed return to court and were, despite their technical illegitimacy, basically restored to something of their former status. Um, We don't know about Elizabeth, though. She probably doesn't go to court and she rather disappears for a time. Yeah, you would record.
0: He'd gone all day for a bit.
1: Mm. She's soon back in the limelight, however, because in 1485, Richard III is killed in the Battle of Bosworth, and Henry Tudor does now become King Henry Seventh.
0: Oh yeah, no, it was if his his her daughter was marry him on the condition of what? Uh,
1: well, that she was going to support the rebellion. Oh, but the rebellion itself. The plan. This is the alliance. Right. Okay. Um... After he becomes king, he declares Elizabeth's marriage to Edward IV legitimate once more, so he undoes the titulus regius of Richard mm, III. Yeah. Uh and thus her eldest daughter, Elizabeth of York, is now legitimate once again and Henry VII does marry Elizabeth of York. He can't not, can he? Cause he that actually that wasn't even a
0: bargaining position from her because she because it may all he needed to do was marry
1: one of the daughters for everyone to see that that mm. was a nice, even if they doubted legitimacy before. So I think this is the only time in English history where a mother and daughter have both been the Queen of England. Oh. In terms of both Queen Consort of England. Obviously yeah. you have like um, the Queen Mother and Queen Elizabeth yeah, II yeah. were both technically Queens, but both Queen Consorts, obviously that's not how it would usually... Well, it's,
0: it'd be, well, yeah, it'd <laughs> be a bit, what's the word? Uh, in... Um, Sestuous. Sestuous, otherwise, yeah.
1: Mm. So, Elizabeth Woodville is back mm. at court, allegedly treated with uh, great honour. She is granted her traditional dower lands. Uh, she is godmother to Henry's first child, Prince Arthur, and uh, has the honour of carrying him to the high altar after his christening. She, I mean, she has had a rough time, I'm not denying that, but
0: given that everyone else in her family was slaughtered,
1: she's... Come up roses. Mm. She was even proposed uh, for a time as part of the diplomatic uh, treaty with Scotland, as uh, potentially becoming Queen of Scots. She was going to marry the widowed James III Third. Would well, that be? She would be totally protected. Then she was Queen of Scotland,
0: mm. Queen Mother of England, previously Queen of England with loads of allies there. Yeah.
1: Why didn't she do it? He died. Oh, of course, because he's
0: Scottish. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but in 1487, Elizabeth suddenly was deprived of her lands and packed off to Bermondsey Abbey. By who? Henry VII. Why? Well, this is the thing. Had she done something to lose Henry VII's trust, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, what well, that might have been, were there just too many matriarchs at court? Because not only was there Elizabeth Woodville, there's Henry's mother, Margaret Beaufort, and even Edward IV's mother, uh, Cecily Woodville is still kicking around. But you've got all these women with all their sort of dower lands. Yeah. Taking up space and money. Quite, Quite land. a
0: powerful faction then, once they all joined together.
1: Yes, they don't really particularly join together.
0: Yeah, but. I just assumed they did because they're all blooming women. <laughs> yeah.
1: They don't particularly join together and they've got a lot of lands and money. And Henry's like, I kind of really want you to be dead so I can just give this land to other people now. I'll make you... Uh, dead in the eyes of the law by putting you in an abbey. Exactly. Um, or perhaps uh, she simply chose to retire. She has at this point lost all five of her brothers, three of her sisters, two of her daughters, four of her five sons and two husbands.
0: Oh my goodness. She will be as well versed in grief as I am in, in water slides Do you know what I mean? I reckon she's been, she's had grief more times than I've been to a satisfactory water park. Mm. Or, I mean, I don't know, that's probably not a good example. (laughs) But, do you know what I mean? Like, there's something that should be irregular. Mm. She's experienced an awful lot.
1: She's not completely cut off, though. She continued to receive gifts from Henry as the right dear and right well-beloved Queen Elizabeth. Uh, She was present for the birth of Margaret Tudor. Uh, in 1489 maybe even present in 1491 for the birth of her second grandson the future Henry VIII wow so yeah so Elizabeth Woodville is Henry VIII's grandmother and Henry VIII was a looker when he was young oh indeed he's a The spit of Edward IV, who, of course, is his maternal grandfather. She was uh, granted a generous pension by Henry VII, but she's by no means wealthy in her final year, so she stated in her will that, I have no worldly goods to do to the Queen's grace. Oh, right. Oh, dear. And she dies on the 8th of June, 1492, at the age of 55. Uh, She requests a modest funeral, but usually these sorts of requests are ignored for people of her status, but uh, not so, Elizabeth. There was nothing done solemnly for her, saving a low hearse such as they use for the common people with wooden candlesticks about it. Never a new torch, but old torches, nor poor men in back gowns nor hoods, but upon a dozen old men holding torches and torches' ends.
0: Like a a wealthy peasant's funeral.
1: Well, yes, yeah, so, I mean, her three unmarried daughters all attend, um, as did her one surviving son. And they're wealthy, though, aren't they? Yeah, they're wealthy. I could have pulled a finger out well indeed, uh, the queen doesn't attend, but that's because she's in her confinement at that stage, so she's locked away having Henry uh, well no at this point uh, she has a daughter who sadly doesn't um oh, right. live into uh, adulthood, God but the daughter death. the daughter is named Elizabeth oh no nice. one assumes is in honour of her. Uh, of Elizabeth Woodville.
0: Well, oh, it's just the, the, the name of the era. We know that they've only got one name that they share Yes, it's the other also stuff. her own
1: name, technically, but it's probably in honour of her mother that just died. Um, a letter from a Venetian ambassador in 1511 seemed to suggest that Elizabeth Woodville had died of plague. When um, in doubt, though. Well, but I guess that might explain both her sudden death, because there's no suggestion of her being ill, and also the lack of pageantry. Oh, yes. That maybe it's like, right, well, these relatives can go if you want to, but otherwise... Let's just get that done quickly. And Certainly not out uh, of the way. Yeah, a w- woman in confinement. Yeah. Anyway, that was the life and consortship of Elizabeth Woodville. We will review Elizabeth Woodville after a short break. Battaliness. Now it's easy to forget, after all that drama, that she starts all this off as a Lancastrian widow, disinherited by the king, denied her lands by her mother-in-law. Mm. in pretty bad circumstances. But unlike most consorts where their marriages are arranged by uh, the parents, Elizabeth took matters into her own hands, ambushed the king uh, to petition him for justice and somehow managed to come out of that Queen of England. Her life was full of sliding doors moments Mm. and she must have been so familiar with ups and downs that she might have thought that another up was around the corner. Yeah. Uh, According to Dominic Mancini, Elizabeth's life was imperiled in the process of petitioning the king. So, Mancini says, when the king first fell in love with her beauty of person and charm of manner, he could not corrupt her virtue by gifts or menaces. The story runs that when Edward placed a dagger at her throat to make her submit to his passion, she remained unperturbed and determined to die rather than live unchastely with the king, whereupon Edward coveted her much the more and judged the lady worthy of royal spouse. Um, That sounds... And, I hope, like nonsense. Yeah, there's a different account from 1468 in Italy which has Elizabeth holding the knife to her own throat, preferring to take her own life rather than... Oh, interesting. ...sacrifice her virtue. Most likely, both accounts are fabricated, so it's either intended to criticise Edward for transgressive behaviour or to credit Elizabeth with virtuous behaviour. Yeah, I see. Um, But still, it does seem... If you look at all the different accounts, they do tend to agree that Edward tries to seduce her and she resists sufficiently, at least, to impress him and yeah. to get him to marry her. But, you know, in terms of agency, you know, she's didn't go into it with that intention, one assumes, but nevertheless, she got that marriage. absolutely. I mean, she's going to score well on this bit, right? And now, the re of Henry VI in 1470 saw Elizabeth enter sanctuary for over six months uh, at Westminster Abbey on the 1st of October. Sanctuary is usually sought by criminals, vagrants, and whatnot. So the conditions would be far from regal. So you're thinking mm. dark, cramped, unhygienic. Not a pleasant place to be.
0: Oh, I'd imagine she was in, like, uh, being put up by the abbot in his rooms or something.
1: No, no. So because she, she's got to be in the bit that's actually for sanctuary rather than just. You know, a mm. palace somewhere. I mean, I'm sure she's got the best of whatever they do have, but they're not really equipped for the for a, to, queen. For a queen. Yeah, yeah. Not least uh, a queen who's got three children, aged four or less, and is eight months pregnant. So it's more like um, the London Underground during the Blitz? Mm. Okay. Now, usually a queen will enter a rather pampered com- a confinement a month before the birth to prepare... Mm. Uh, for that no such luxury for Elizabeth though Um, and she is praised for her fortitude afterwards the Speaker of the House in 1472 declared the desire of this commons especially in the commendation of the womanly behaviour and the great constancy of the Queen
0: well it's nice that it's recognised but really address the system mate yeah Yeah, not with (laughs) words
1: Now, although she uh, ended up back in sanctuary in 1483, uh, Elizabeth was initially a major player in the battle to control the minority. She seems to have perceived the threat against her family early on, so hence trying to arrange a speedy coronation to secure uh, and consolidate control of the situation. When Richard took possession of Edward V at Stony Stratford and arrested her uh, brother and one of her grey sons Mm. back in london elizabeth and her eldest grey son began collecting an army to defend themselves and to set free the young king from the clutches of the dukes but the nobles were not only irresolute but altogether hostile to themselves the the nobles and no playing ball so it's only after this that elizabeth goes into sanctuary for a second time um again though you know in terms of agency it's her decision about what she is going to do to protect herself and her children so there's no sort of person swooping in saying my lady we must whisk you away to this place mm. but alternatively it does have an air of panic about it
0: yeah but uh, you know the rules of the game are, <laughs> I'd, I'd panic I'd panic <laughs> and also that is in this ludicrous game that they're all playing that is you know no no when I'm on the when I'm on this bit of the playground <laughs> you can't get me this is home yeah. She's there, that's one of the rules, Mm. you know. Uh,
1: The Lord Chancellor observed the chaotic scene, preparing to go into sanctuary, uh, with her servants rushing about everywhere, and Elizabeth sat alone on the rushes, all desolate and dismayed. Mm. Perhaps we might criticise the strategic virtues of Uh. going into sanctuary, because what if she'd held her position, stayed in London, in the city, out and about, Mm. might she then have been able to exert more influence and maybe block some of Richard's later moves? You know, she is the queen mother she is the queen dowager yeah by taking herself kind of out of the game she really forfeited any ability to control the game is it like though sending sending out a message saying you know if by the way if I'm in century that means this guy's real baddie is it a public message it also just kind of stirs to stoke that fire a little bit it does. so yeah. Richard comes into in London and thinks right well she is definitely yeah
0: she's raising a flag as a different team
1: yes But absolutely understandable, and it worked for her in 1470, so you can see why she did it again. Mm. But in 1470, there was Edward hoping to get an army to come and rescue her. In this case, there wasn't really anything, Mm. you know, what's the long game?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. She doesn't remain passive after it all goes south, so she then conspired with Margaret Beaufort to try and overthrow Richard. Um, Margaret, as we said, is the mother of Henry Tudor, the future Henry VII, and probably they knew each other well, because Margaret had been prominent at the Yorkist court since 1476. I hope they are. They'd Mm. make a power couple. Is she the one that I really like, Margaret Beaufort? Possibly. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Margaret was present for the birth and christening of Elizabeth's last child in 1480. Um, And it's probable that Margaret smuggles a message to Elizabeth into Sanctuary via their shared Welsh doctor. Oh, yeah. So, Elizabeth agreed. The Woodvilles were a key part of that subsequent rebellion. Um, As I said, doesn't succeed, but nevertheless, that obviously does sow the seeds that ultimately leads to her daughter becoming Queen Consort and that line being restored to the throne. It's very good. Against her... You do have to acknowledge 1483 is the only time in English history when the king dies of natural causes, but his son ultimately doesn't succeed to the throne. Yeah. Usually we see that the queen mother is when the consorts often really exert their power. Her son should have been king, and she's his mother. That should have been a strong position. And instead, you know, trying to rush the coronation... Hmm. Failing to raise an army, going into Sanctuary makes suspicions for the likes of Richard even stronger than it might have been before. And, harsh as this is to criticise her, giving up that second son Mm -hmm. um, from Sanctuary. You know, maybe she felt threatened that she had to, whatever. There was the pledge from the Archbishop of Canterbury that I will make sure your son is safe. But even so, that's the one card she's got left to play. The one strength she has being in Sanctuary is that she's got the other son and heir. Mm. By giving up that second son, she's played her final card to no I advantage. I that scene, I that scene mm. actually... Oh. Um, but she survives. She beats Richard. Well, she survives, but what happens to the princes in the tower? Whatever happens to them, they don't become the kings no. of England. And no, that's the key point. Yeah. She gives up the block, really, because Richard can't claim the throne securely whilst there's another heir mm. in her possession. Once she's given up the second son, she's really got no leverage over him. Score for badliness.
0: I, I'm struggling to see them as, uh, okay, so the ultimate failure, I suppose. But she does end up on the winning side. Mm. And she does ensure that her daughter marries. in. She, and I think if you're in that level of peril, to end up
1: actually w- winning, it's her bloodline. That yeah. continues. She is a direct ancestor of the Queen.
0: Yeah. And she's really cool. A survivor. She is really, yeah. And just to say, right, I'm going to go and see that, that smart prince over there, that king over there. <laughs> I'm going to get my land back. Um, and then she sees further opportunity. If, I think if it's agency, it's really good. Mm. I like it. I'd say eight. Mm.
1: I think I'm going to go Seven. Hmm. I think I'm I'm gonna mark her down a little bit more for the fact that I think I think fourteen eighty three going into Sanctuary, although understandable on a human level, I think was probably an hmm. error. I wonder how events would have panned out had she not done that. So I'm gonna give her a seven. I still think impressive survival tenacity, the fact that she keeps on going and the fact that, you know, she's having to do a lot of this on her own. Yeah,
0: yeah. I can't I just feel like she's awesome and she does
1: survive i seem to like survivors so i'm going seven you're going eight yeah 15 for baffliness
0: she doesn't didn't retire as well which is nice often the um, survivors just have to say okay at this point
1: i'm taking my chips and going home mm. unless when she went to bermondsey abbey she took her chips and went home <laughs> yeah <laughs> or and like, i'll keep the chips you just <laughs> <laughs> do you need this anymore because you're going into the abbey and what scandal Well, the very fact of Elizabeth, as a widowed Lancastrian woman of very limited lineage, marrying Edward IV at all was a great scandal that ultimately saw Edward lose his throne for a year. Um, Warwick even accused her mother, Jacquetta, of witchcraft, while in 1484, uh, Richard accused both Jacquetta and Elizabeth of having uh, bewitched his brother to secure the otherwise unthinkable throne can we have a standard point for even having witchcraft brought up and then immediately dismiss it it has been noted the date that edward stopped at stony stratford ahead of the wedding was the 30th of april which was uh, saint walperger's eve which is one of the four grand sabbaths of the witch year coincidence uh, in which orgiastic rituals are practiced in the midnight hours with preferred locations including beneath oak trees
0: um what day of the year is it that we should still celebrate that then and <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, yeah.
1: laughs> why do they stop these things? <laughs> Find yourself an oak tree. Yeah, and we'll call that Elizabeth met Edward under an
0: oak tree. Oak tree. I mean, presumably there was loads of oak trees there.
1: I mean, if you, oh yeah, where else are you gonna stand?
0: Yeah, I'll meet you outside Curry's. No, we don't have that yet. Um, look,
1: that oak, yeah oak tree. Uh, now the main scandal associated with Elizabeth during her marriage to Edward the Fourth was the death of his brother, the Duke of Clarence, who was executed for treason in fourteen seventy eight yeah according to mancini elizabeth encouraged clarence's uh, death because of his insults against her and for spreading rumors that their marriage was not legitimate which saw her conclude that her offspring by the king would never come to the throne unless the duke of clarence were removed and of this she easily persuaded the king well that sounds more plausible indeed intriguingly this is basically if you just swapped Clarence for richard then that's basically is what actually happened Uh, The Woodvilles uh, at court were prominent in the council which tried uh, Clarence and they certainly benefited financially from his downfall. Mm. It must also be said however that even if Elizabeth would have welcomed Clarence's death the prime mover was almost certainly Edward IV. Right. Because Clarence had been part of Warwick's uh, rebellion in 1470-1471 is probably just one treason too many. Yeah
0: and he's the vat of wine chap beer. Yeah, rambles. Oh no, what's Malms, cider?
1: Malmsbury wine. Well, you know that was, that was probably fourth on the list. <laughs> Still, the perception of Elizabeth as vindictive and vengeful was very much current in this period. In 1468, uh, she was, uh, according to legend, responsible for the murder of the Earl of Desmond, an Irish nobleman, supposedly after he offended her by telling Edward that he had erred in marrying a woman of such low birth. So she she um, had his had his head. Mm, so he was uh, attainted for treason and then dragged out of sanctuary and beheaded. Mm. Um, again, no evidence for her involvement, and it's almost certainly uh, a, another political rival, rather than anything that Elizabeth has got anything to do with. Right. right. Finally, and perhaps this is maybe the most intriguing one, the fact that she loses favour so suddenly and so dramatically in 1487 under Henry VII. Yeah, that's weird. Polydor Virgil, a historian of Henry's reign, claimed that she was being punished for having delivered her daughters to Richard III in 1484 and encouraging uh, her son to abandon Henry in exile. But, plausible that he may not have trusted her because of that, but why wait until 1487? Francis Bacon believed that she was involved in the Yorkist rebellion to place Lambert Simnel, claiming to be the son of the Duke of Clarence, on the throne.
0: So that is (coughs) added evidence that that is...
1: Lambert Simnel was one of the princes? Well, Lambert Simnel is claiming to be the son of the Duke of Clarence. Oh. So... Bacon says, Some great person that knew particularly and familiarly Edward Plantagenet, i.e. the son of Clarence, had a hand in the business. That which is most probable out of precedence in subsequent acts is that it was the Queen Dowager. For certain it is she was a busy negotiating woman. None could hold the book so well to prompt and instruct this stage play as she could. It seems doubtful that Elizabeth would overthrow her daughter in order to place the son of Clarence, whom she hated. Yeah, yeah on the throne um the argument's in favor henry had been slow to marry elizabeth of york after taking the throne he sort of initially pledged to do it pretty much straight away um but he was quite slow to do it and even then 1487 she hadn't been crowned yet at this point Ah. maybe elizabeth woodville had thought that the deal was that they would kind of rule jointly in a bit of a william and mary type of situation so maybe she's not happy with how henry is taking control so maybe she thinks Get rid of Henry, place this boy on the throne. Yeah. Maybe keep Elizabeth there, first cousins. That's you know, could be worse. And then I will be the one in charge with daughter and nephew.
0: Has anyone ever suggested that it's one of the princes in the tower?
1: Well, yeah, I say most people think that it wasn't Lam- that Lambert Simnel was Lambert Simnel and not the Duke of Clarence's son, or indeed Edward the son, but. Let's say it either was one of the princes in the tower, or perhaps more interestingly, what if Elizabeth thought that it was one of the princes in the tower? Even if it wasn't, what if she thought it was? That would make it much more likely that she would be willing to sponsor this Yorkist rebellion. Definitely. The
0: timings marry up for this rebellion, and her... Downfall.
1: The downside to uh, all of this also is the fact that it was only in its nascent stages when she was sent off to Bermondsey Abbey. Mm. So it wouldn't necessarily have been clear at this point that this is a major Yorkist rebellion that's about to take any place. Any though, isn't it? They would have been um, alive to any potential. Mm. So uh, hen- maybe Henry Simpson was being overly cautious, but. That's his style. <laughs> that's his style. And it also doesn't mean that there was actually any validity in the idea that she was organising. The rebellion in any way. so you know we've got the accusations of witchcraft we've got the accusations of her you know bringing about the deaths of clarence and uh, an irish nobleman we've got her plotting to overthrow henry the seventh lots of whiffs of scandal as ever how many of them are true and how much points do you give oh, for the smoke man. even if there isn't the fire
0: yeah but a lot i think mm. because all of her scandal is ...of that court play.
1: Some of you here are killing some other <laughs> issues here. And I know you're denying it, but someone is guilty she of is something. She is in the car,
0: right? Yeah. The car is stopped for <laughs> driving erratically, and there's a drug dealer in the passenger seat. She's in the back.
1: What's going on? <laughs> there's something. The children in the back of the car, they're all shouting, they're all saying, he did this. Ultimately, you're all being punished.
0: Yeah. They are all annoying me. This is a naughty time of uh, yeah. life in England. I think she's a powerful woman who would certainly be involved in some of that stuff, the murders, the pushing Edward to have his brother knobbed n- n- nob- off? Nob- nob- nobbled, nobbled, Knobbed on the head?
1: <laughs> Hit on the head and definitely, nobbled.
0: Definitely not knobbed off. <laughs> He's having his, whatever whatever yeah. Edward is doing with his brother... However you want to she, kill him. She, she has a hand in, if you'll find the expression. Um... Uh, I th- Yeah, I think she's well up for it. Witchcraft aside, mm.
1: five, uh, five points. Okay, so, <laughs> so you're sort of going along very, very much the crest of the peak and then... Oh, no, because there's no, the se- there
0: not enough sex.
1: Ah, yes. There was no sex. Well, there's a lot of sex, but it's all with her husbands. Yeah,
0: that's true. There that was an exhausting session. Four hours of uh, whatever mm. the... Tarrying. You know, tarrying, yeah. I was. Ex- I think I was expecting more from her. Hmm. And I think it's there. I think you're being very harsh on her, Graham. Yeah. What are you giving her?
1: Well, I'm giving
0: her seven. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I think, as I said, it. there's a lot of smoke. I'm not sure how many fires there were, but she is clearly would have been, at the time, a scandalous yeah. presence, even if some of that was unfair. The mere fact of her being queen was scandalous. You could say that's Edward Scandal, but still, it all it all adds up, I think, to someone who is scandalizing the nation even if some of the specifics are in doubt. Yeah, she attracts trouble. She would be in that car that's getting arrested by the police. Yes. And then what well, I didn't do
0: it I think you're always around. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you're always here when there's something up. It's my mm. brother. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, on that basis of all this scandal, you're going five possibly. Five. Yeah. Uh yeah, I'm yeah, I was I was sort of tempted to go 6. Oh, there you go. So, <laughs> I'm going to be harsh and give a- her. <laughs> So that is 11 for Scandal
0: Subjectivity
1: Now despite the chaos of uh, the Wars of the Roses uh, Elizabeth does fulfil many of the expected duties uh, of Mm -hmm. a consort Uh, One of her most notable acts was convincing Edward IV to reverse his uh, quite unusually vindictive actions against Henry VI's foundations of King's College, Cambridge and Eton So Edward had revoked uh, various grants and persuaded the Pope To put a bull in place to stop building works. But thanks to Elizabeth, um, Edward then revokes the revoking and gets the Pope to uh, take his bull back. (laughs) 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 Uh, She also continued Margaret of Anjou's patronage of Queen's College, Cambridge, and in 1475 they described Elizabeth as their Vera Funatrix, or their true foundress, in acknowledgement of the significance of her support.
0: So she's still. Queen's College is after Elizabeth Woodville.
1: But Margaret von Ju is the first mm. queen, really. But, oh, okay. But Elizabeth Woodville does it so much that they say, oh, this is like almost a refounding. Right. Uh, she patronised William Caxton, who introduced the printing press to England. Good. Uh His History of Jason was dedicated and presented to Prince Edward to help him learn to read. And uh, Caxton recorded the Supportation of Our Most Redoubted Liege Lady.
0: That's like me. I reckon I learned to read really, um <laughs> Early copies of smash hits with Jason Donovan. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely loved him. Yes, I assume that's the same Jason that Castor <laughs> was talking about. Um, that's interesting. It's just to just to place her in history, that she she is involved with the printing press mm. and dies 1492 when America's mm. discovered by the Europeans. Start of printing. Mm. Beginning of the Tudor Age. Mm. What, it feels like an ending, Graham.
1: Well, she is in many ways almost like the last medieval queen, in a way. Mm. Your Margaret of Anjou, your Emperor yeah. of Normandies, that sort of consort. Elizabeth of Woodville is kind of the last, really, of that
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Catchton also dedicated the Knight of the Tower to Elizabeth while she was in sanctuary in 1484. Um, Elizabeth also helped to build Edward's Court into one of the uh, most renowned across Europe for its pageantry. Uh, The Woodvilles were famed jousters across Europe and helped to restore the popularity of tournaments to England. Oh, nice. Uh, Foreign visitors are often impressed by Elizabeth's uh, sort of mix of domestic and pageantry. Uh, at court so 1472 edward's host when he was in exile in burgundy was uh, charmed to find elizabeth playing bowls with her ladies uh, and then followed by uh, lots of fun dancing oh. and then for the next day uh the banquet her apartments hosted three chambers of pleasants decorated with magnificent silks and uh, floral tapestries as well as uh beautiful white cushions and curtains which were of the queen's own ordinance oh very nice I don't know if you'd have been disappointed when invited into the uh, Chambers of Pleasance. I just found some white cushions. Yeah. Is there an,
0: is there an oak tree around here? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: the final years of Edward's reign were described by uh, Thomas More and others as something of a golden age, particularly the, uh, the final Christmas. You might have seen in those days the royal court presenting no other appearance than such as fully befits a most mighty kingdom, filled with riches and boasting of those sweet and beautiful children, the issue of his marriage with Queen Elizabeth. Poignant as well, of course, because it's the last Christmas before everything goes. Mm somewhat south Uh, and indeed of course it is not all rosy um whilst her marriage was scandalous what really caused a lot of anger amongst the nobility uh was how as the milanese ambassador noted elizabeth always exerted herself to aggrandize her relations particularly when it comes to the marriage market because nine of her 12 siblings enjoy very prestigious marriages leaving very little opportunity for other families the most notorious was her 19-year-old brother John marrying the 65-year-old Dowager Duchess of Norfolk, which a, a contemporary chronicler called a diabolical marriage.
0: She must be a bit annoyed by this. Like, what, a 65-year-old woman wants to marry a
1: 20-year-old boy? And the marriage is clearly just to give Elizabeth Woodville's brother lots of land and money.
0: That's terrible.
1: And if you are the nephew of the Dowager Duchess of Norfolk, which Warwick is, you might think... That's terrible. Because he's still alive, because he's still alive.: oh,
0: OK. Right. OK.
1: yes. Oh, Motivation. Yeah. Uh, another one. the Duke was the Duke of Buckingham, who was Richard's king ally in 1483, and he resented having to be lumbered with the Woodville bride uh, as a child, basically. So 1469 and 1483, um, in each case, two of Elizabeth Woodville relatives are killed, so a father and brother in 1469, a brother and son. In 1493, I mean, technically a Grey rather than a Woodville, but nevertheless, it's clear the Woodvilles are that unpopular. Every time we have a rebellion, they are singled yeah. out. Yeah. Indeed, in 1469, Warwick and uh, Clarence issued a proclamation justifying their rebellion, and they basically name all of Elizabeth's family, including Jaquetta, as well as her father, as evil counsellors.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh dear.
1: Um, Elizabeth herself attracts contemporary criticism for hubris, one of these great sort of court ceremonies. People observed that even her brother Anthony was forced to get down on bended knee when he wanted to talk to her. That's
0: that's like part of the
1: gig, though, isn't it? It is, but she's this low-born woman, so how dare she think herself acting like a normal I queen. I mean, she can't get win, can she? Because if she had insisted that they don't, then,
0: here's this person coming in, destroying all our noble tradition. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, a knight, uh, Sir Thomas Cook, oh, uh, yeah? back from his holidays, is said to have been arrested for treason when he refused to sell a tapestry to her mother. Mm,
0: it's not good.
1: Uh, and she wrote rude and arrogant letter to uh, sue one of Edward's knights when uh, she thought he was usurping her rights in Burnwood Forest. She's... Not familiar with power and how to exert it. Mm. Uh, and even, you know, subsequent historians have been critical of her as well. Anne Crawford described Elizabeth, as long, uh, along with Margaret of Anjou, as an object lesson in how not to behave as Queen Consort, mm. while Ricardian scholars often see the worst in Elizabeth to help justify everything that Richard does in 1483. Mm. So you sort of wonder whether a more sort of emollient and sympathetic character as consort maybe would have been a unifying presence to help paper over these divisions but it seems she was maybe more of a yeah now in the defense of course you could say well she's a victim of propaganda to warwick to richard to the tudors as well some of this hubris is stuff that is just what you would expect a queen to do it's just placed on her because she's seen as not being worthy of being queen she's slandered from both sides she's slandered from both sides but i guess even if it's unfair it is nevertheless the case that she is divisive and she is she and her family are part of the division's yeah, yeah. Her, her, her rule is tyrannical, mm. but she does good things with it. Mm. Yes, there's no sort of major exciting thing, like she doesn't found no. a great cathedral or church or anything like that. She's doing all the stuff you're meant to do, she does have quite a lot of children. She's quite busy when she's queen. Mm. That's
0: a hard one to score, isn't it? Mm. Right down the middle?
1: Yeah, I was thinking of five as well. Mm. I think there's a lot of unfair criticism, but mm. equally it's flawed. That's tough. Five. Sorry, Lizzie. Five from you, five from me. That's nevertheless. still a ten for subjectivity.
0: Longevity.
1: So Elizabeth was Queen Consort from the 1st of May 1464 to the 3rd of October 1470. Oh, that's not long. 6.42 years. What? She was then Queen again from the 11th of April 1471 to the 9th of April 1483. Okay, better. 12 years, so a combined total of 18.42 years. Yeah, Because, okay. of course, you had Henry VI coming back. Yeah, She is also Queen Mother from the 9th of April, 1483, to the 25th of June, 1483. So, just under two months. So, 0.16 years as Queen Mother, and that total is halved, so she gets 0.08 years as Queen Mother. So, add that to 18.42, and that gives her a total of 18.5 years of queenship and a score of 11.5 out of 20. Hang on, what about when... Um when her daughter is queen consort. Doesn't that make... No, it doesn't. That's the it? thing, yes. So yeah. she is technically then mother to the queen, but it's the queen consort, not the queen regnant. It would have got her an extra half mark. Can we give her that? Rules of rules.
0: Oh, See, yeah, that's why you're in charge, because I'd have... Um,
1: <laughs> I'd have no. So it's 11 and a half rather than 12 out of 20, which is 21st overall.
0: Dynasty! Not the programme.
1: Uh, Elizabeth had 10 children... By Edward the Fourth, golly, and she was rather impressive. Forty-three when the last of these was born. Wow, wow! Now, of these, um, sadly, three do not survive uh, Edward the Fourth. So that's seven surviving children by Edward the Fourth, which gives her a score of sixteen and a half out of twenty, which is joint sixth. Gosh! Um, now, Elizabeth also has two children by her first husband, uh, John Grey. Now, obviously, these don't count towards her dynasty score because mm. it has to be by the king, but. That is the grey line that ultimately does lead us to Lady Jane Grey. So she is the great-great-grandmother of Lady Jane Grey. So we should give her points for that. That's slightly less impressive than it sounds because Lady Jane Grey's claim to the throne comes from being descended from Henry VII and Elizabeth of York, which Uh. means that she was already the great-great-grandmother of Lady Jane Grey. But the grey part does come from Elizabeth's marriage to John Grey. So John Grey, her lowly... Husband is the great-great-grandfather of Lady Jane Grey. Wow, stick that in your pipe and smoke at Warwick. Anyway, all of that added together gives her a very impressive score of 64. What's that? That will put her in seventh place overall so far. Wow. But, of course, it's not all about the scores. Does she have that certain something, that lasting legacy, the great achievement, the star quality that we call... Rex Factor! It's quite the life, isn't it? And yeah. particularly you know, and it's funny, isn't it? Coming on for Margot of Anjou, and of course these are the two rival queens who presumably will hate each other, and yet, you know, there's quite a lot of similarities. They both go through incredibly dramatic lives having to try oh, and yeah. fight their way through. Massive ups and downs.
0: Oh yeah. I mean the um the they're playing the part, aren't they? If there's the two power couples going against each other and the queens are playing incredible supporting parts. And she's got this legendary beauty as well and she Mm. just sort of stops her king in his tracks and that that beauty causing all of this upset it's
1: such a great moment isn't it that you know meeting under the yeah oak tree the falling in love
0: yeah i mean you know how that would be played in a film with her the flowy dress and very Mm. curly hair the perfect medieval maiden yeah just turns out that she's an absolute uh tyrant in the workplace (laughs) it would i think it'd be just be weird if we didn't Elizabeth mm. Woodville.
1: Similar to Margaret against Margaret, I guess you could say, well, look at the, the failure in 1483.
0: Yeah, they both, it, both end, it ended in poverty for both of them. Mm.
1: And they both lose their son. Yeah. Their sons, they both see their sons not become king when they were meant to. But Margaret is the wife of a king and doing all the heavy lifting. She's the real king yeah whereas Elizabeth is a consort is the perfect example of that yeah and I guess it's a bit more passive isn't it Elizabeth with the sanctuaries and stuff it's
0: but that part seems well known somehow mm. and she performs it mm. perfectly star quality definitely and we call it
1: Rex Factor so it's a yes from you it's a yes from me as well that is the Rex Factor for Elizabeth Woodville
0: did um, Anjou get it Margaret Mary Margaret
1: Margaret Mary Peter (laughs) (laughs) she got it as well she did so I think that's the first time in this series that we've had consecutive Rex factors you'd have to give both prize fighters Mm -hmm. um recognition yeah.
0: Correspondence Corner
1: So Elizabeth Woodville does get the Rex Factor uh, Let us know what you thought about her We'll be doing another write of reply episode of each At the end of each mini-series So if you're up to date and want to disagree, correct or chip in with anything Then uh, please do And we'll go through all of those after the Elizabeth of York episode uh, You can find us on Twitter and Instagram Where we are at RexFactorPod Like the Rex Factor Podcast Facebook page or email RexFactorPodcast at Hotmail.com We read and, them all And uh, do remember to send in your hashtag consult cards for an episode image for Elizabeth, so I don't know whether that's the uh, the moment under the oak tree, whichever version of that you want yeah. to <laughs> Don't don't feel restrained. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can leave a review and subscribe on whatever podcast provider you use, or you can donate monthly to join the Privy Council and get access to over one hundred bonus episodes at patreon.com forward slash RexFactor. factor uh, and we've got various new Privy Councillors to welcome to the fold. Viv Brown, Emma Southern, oh. Brandy Burnett, Catherine Cully, Skylark eighty eight, Caitlin McLaren, Kerry Hutchin, Tanya Bannister, Julia Boyle, Jennifer Ebisumiju, Madar, Naz Hozar, Maria Panicelli, Michael Norton, Jean Donaldson, Kathy Kay, Kezia, Zoe Greenstein, Jennifer Peace, Natalie Marshall, Tian Johnson, Elsie Clark, Jay Betsy Rowland, Chrissy Pax, hey. and Jedry.
0: Hey, well, thank you, one and all.
1: rise, you're truly welcome. We're a nice crowd. Get involved. <laughs> um, and we will finish with a consort limerick from Louise Brown. Oh, brilliant. Uh, this one is for Joan of Navarre. With nine kids who were all minor still, Joan ruled as a regent until she bagged England's king, gained a whole load of bling, and decided as queen just to chill.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's We're back with a strong one there.
1: <laughs> lovely. Absolutely lovely. So that's all for <laughs> us. <laughs> <laughs> So that's all from us and Elizabeth Woodville. Next time, we will be doing Anne Neville, consort to King Richard III. See you next time.
0: Bye-bye. Cheerio. All that.